Bunsen, Dolly, Internal, Why do we need Patrick, Oscar, Isaac, Transplanting, Nick, Eve, you right? It's a time for a cup of COVID. How you doing? I've got a new cup type of tea today. I've got Dorset tea. Dorset. I've never tried Dorset tea. Is it any good? It's all right. Yeah. I've got. Look at my mug. You'll like my mug here. Look. French bulldogs, because people are dicks. Yeah, that's what my mug says. It was a Christmas present from my um, my dad's wife. It's a nice present, that, isn't it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, right. I've been doing some reading about mutations. Right, and there's a fantastic comment piece in Nature Microbiology by a guy called Edward Holmes, who works at um, the University of Sydney. It's actually extremely well written. You know, sometimes you come across a piece of prose scientifically. You know, normally science papers are written in a way that's completely impenetrable, and you know, normally you can't read it. Or is actually this feels like you know reading a, a an article in the BBC or something. When was it written? Uh, just a few days ago. Um, oh. Uh, it's about um, mutation in COVID-19 and or SARS-CoV-2. Um, and he's talking about um, basically the kind of, you know, the uh, the populist view of the term mutation for virus. And actually it's got quite negative connotations, wouldn't you agree? I mean, people think about, he quotes a few things from the Marvel comments and this, this book, The Hot Zone, inspired by the 1995 thriller Outbreak. Um, you know, we have these kind of the, the people are always worried the virus is going to mutate. It's going to mutate, and in yeah. that particular book, um, I mean, muta- mutation is never really a positive word, is it? I mean, I mean, think of the hills have eyes. <laughs> yeah, indeed. But it's always that the mutation is going to give rise to, to a more virulent strain. It's the kind of insinuation, right? It's always going to get worse. Right? Yeah, in the context of viruses and bugs and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so and actually, his the whole point is, is is the title of this this study is called uh, "We Shouldn't Worry About the Virus If When the, When a Virus Mutates During Disease Outbreaks." So he kind of starts off and he says that you know our media streams and scientific um, communications are flooded with trepidation, trepidation and misrepresentation of mutations surrounding the outbreak of a novel coronavirus. And he, he kind of basically goes through and says, you know, okay, and you know, this is not just something that's in in um, <clears throat> in uh, you know, populist culture, it's actually making politicians make quite severe decisions. So he says, an example, in 2018, there was an outbreak of Zika in India uh, when false claims motivated the Indian government to develop policies under the incorrect assumption that the emergent virus could cause fetal harm. Um, and it's all just not true. And he says, it actually goes through and he says, we, we were speaking about this the other day and I asked you, like, apparently that viruses, uh, DNA and RNA viruses, the RNA ones replicate with a lower fidelity <clears throat> I found out why it's to do with the RNA polymerases, the proteins that are involved in, in uh, duplicating them are just intrinsically not as high fidelity as the DNA ones. Um, and so he says, rather, uh, um, mutation is a, it's quite beautiful here, is, is, a, is a humdrum aspect of life for an RNA virus. Because these viruses employ an intrinsically error-prone RNA polymerase replication, the genomes would accumulate mutations during every copying cycle. So viruses are mutating all the all the time particularly these rna viruses um uh and it's actually this you know biologists i think are aware of this i wasn't as i'm not a biologist but the, the idea here that you know there's all these mutations happening all the time and the vast majority of them are completely useless to um the function of the virus in fact quite a lot of them can be deleterious to them they, they can if you get a mutation 
in a specific um, piece of the information encoding for a protein, sometimes that can be ineffectual. So it gives an example that there was a mutation <clears throat> very famously in um, uh, amino acid 30 of a GAG protein in, in, in HIV, uh, human immunodeficiency virus, um, which, which is actually proposed to be the adaptation that, that moves the virus from monkeys into humans from simian immunodeficiency virus. And so uh, there's what, you know, so one particular one mutation gave rise to, a, you know, in that case, they think uh, a hopping of the uh, virus from, from, from apes into, into humans. So that is uh, a hills have eyes type mutation. That is it, but, but they said it's extremely rare. There's only about two or three that he can find. Uh, the rest of them are happening all the time, every time the virus copies don't do anything right so 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 then he kind of goes on and goes these these warnings will probably not halt the question to whether mutations will arise in SARS enabling it to spread more efficiently between humans or generate a higher case fatality um he says that there has been examples of actually so what are we going to use these mutations for why are they you know what are they good for us as well it's time to reshape our conception of mutations Mutations are not indicative of outlandish and devastating new viral characteristics. Instead, they can inform our understanding of emerging outbreaks. And actually, it's quite interesting. There's this whole emerging field of um, genomic epidemiology, which is because of the technology of our ability to understand mutations, what we can do. We can actually take a virus from, so say, for instance, you were infected and then uh, you, know, you passed it on to me. They can sequence the virus in your case and sequence it in me, and we can see where it's changed and how it's changed. And we can use that to inform the phylogenetic tree of how the virus is spreading. So actually we're kind of using this information against it to really, really understand the virus better, more than kind of worrying about these, these mutations that are actually gonna do us harm. And then, and then his final sentence, which you're quite like, Nikki, just says, rather than fearing mutation, perhaps it is now time to embrace it. Bit like the X-Men then, the X-Men. <laughs> Yes, so it's interesting. It's saying actually that the, the you know the, there's nothing to really fear here, and actually this kind of the term that we use, that's used scientifically to explain mutation, which I think probably is understood by virologists and people that study these things, is actually just a kind of normal part of viral replication. Isn't the kind of populist interpretation, which is that we're gonna you know we're all the, the zombie the zombie plague's gonna come and, and everything's gonna get worse and we're all gonna yeah die. I mean so, there's probably lots of words like this but the words get pejorative don't they because their meaning in common usage becomes pejorative whereas the scientific meaning is uh, like another good one is like people use the word promiscuous proteins yes because they can do it was actually do. most people would hear the word promiscuous they think of like well, sexy times sexy times <laughs> but actually it just means can do lots of different stuff yeah, yeah, yeah no, you're right. Um, but yeah, so I think that there is hope, hope in the shed today because mutation will occur and that will enable us to understand the virus better and hopefully stop it. Good stuff.